0: this is section 104 of mark twain the complete interviews this librivox recording is in the public domain interview 104 mark twain in colombo overland times of ceylon colombo january fourteenth eighteen ninety six page fifty six our american friend mr s l clemens better known as mark twain the principal humorist of the world and author of so many diverting books, arrived in Ceylon today from Australia, having traveled up in the P&O steamer Oceana, which arrived very shortly after twelve noon. Though there were only a few passengers on board, for a short time I looked in vain for the man I had specially gone to see. At length, however, he made his appearance, and there was no mistaking him. I introduced myself with the statement that I assumed he was Mr. Clemens, and all doubt, if any remained, was set at rest as soon as he replied with a drawl that there was no mistaking. In response to queries as to his health and the voyage up, Mark Twain said he and his wife and daughter, Miss Clara Clemens, his second daughter, were all well, and they had had a splendid voyage throughout, unattended by storm or untoward incident and they were all three in good health he spoke most highly of the steamer which he said was a splendid vessel asked how long he meant to stay in ceylon he replied only a very short time i am sorry to say i am going on to india and i am booked to transfer to the rosetta here and go on in her to bombay to-morrow asked if he would hold one of his at-homes here tonight, mr smythe had a word to say and that was that he did not think there was time to arrange it i assured him that the afternoon would allow of time for sufficient announcement to insure a full public hall but mark twain said personally i would rather not speak tonight, but i should have liked to do so to-morrow night i've got a slight cold on me it's not a complete cold, only what's left of one. But what there is, I think, I could kill in about twenty-four hours, and I could speak to-morrow night, if the steamer permitted of it. But I am coming back this way later on from India, and then I can speak perhaps two nights. So the matter had to be left mark twain began to think of getting his luggage transferred to the rosetta and of coming ashore for a while leaving mr smythe to make the necessary arrangements he dropped up to the ship's rail and there began to take a great interest in the diving boys and the native craft the catamarans of the former interested him at first but it was the outriggers that finally engrossed his attention those boats there are just the queerest things in the way of boats that i ever saw he drawled i should say that the man who first designed them was real clever a man who could build a boat like that could build a three-story house it seems to me if he only made the outrigger long enough it's all very interesting and so are the natives you only see things like this in places like Fiji and places of that sort, and even there they are different. Those boats and those dresses of the natives are quite novelties. In most places you see them following European customs and ways in the matter of dress and customs of that sort, but I should class the dresses here and those boats as distinctly original. As he turned at last to leave for shore, he said, "'I must say I'm very sorry to leave that scene. I never saw anything like that anywhere.' Just then he was met by Pilot Henderson, and the old Mississippi steerer shook hands cordially with him on learning his calling." his handshake being heartily returned by the local pilot a little later mark twain left the oceana for the shore and he was the cynosure of all eyes at the bristol where he and his wife and daughter took rooms about tiffin luncheon time he was unable to obtain accommodation at the g o h which had already filled up but he soon met friends there including dr mcgregor the ex m p bidding adieu to a party of admirers at adelaide on the thirty-first december mr clemens said let me congratulate you on your climate perhaps your climate has become commonplace to you but it is not commonplace at all i am not accustomed to climates like this where you have beautiful spring weather in midwinter and where snow is unknown we who come from the overworked regions of the earth cannot describe the pleasure of finding ourselves in this restful australia where it is always holiday and when you have no holiday or nothing else to do it is always a horse race it is a peculiarly blessed land it seems to me AND THEN YOU HAVE AN ARRANGEMENT WHICH CANNOT BE OVERPRAISED. YOU PLACE YOUR HOLIDAYS NOT ONLY TO DATES, BUT TO WHAT SUITS YOUR OWN COMFORT. I WAS THROUGH AUSTRALIA WHEN THEY CELEBRATED THE PRINCE OF WALES' BIRTHDAY. THEY CELEBRATED IT ON THE EIGHTH, THE TENTH, AND THE ELEVENTH, AND SKIPPED THE NINTH ALTOGETHER. I suppose there was a horse race on the ninth. End of interview number one hundred and four read by John Greenman.